Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. Do you love to play golf? Do you wish you could be a more consistent and confident player? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Golf Strategy School podcast, where we discuss specific practice strategies used by some of the best golf instructors from around the world. Here's your host, Marty Griffin. Hey, Golf Strategy School, it's Marty back with you again. And uh, before we really get rolling on this week's episode, uh, I just want to let everybody know that the show notes are going to be coming in late this week just because I whole flipping family's down with a head code, a head cold. I, apparently I can't even do L's because of it. Uh, so that's why we're, that's why we're <laughs> late on the episode. Uh, but anyway, this, this week's episode comes from longtime podcast subscriber, Ben. And, uh, Ben's question is if I could ask for one topic to talk about on the podcast, it would be how to stay focused for 18 holes physically and mentally. I can play five or six holes and stay around par, but all of a sudden I hit <clears throat> hit double, triple bogeys, sometimes even worse than that. I can have another three or four holes back around par and then right back to the craziness. I feel like I could almost be a scratch golfer, but in reality, I can't break better than a 20 handicap. Thanks again, Ben. Well, well Ben, uh, I again apologize for the tardiness of this response, but this is something where... I think, oh boy, you know, I, I immediately jumped to George Roy's episode where he talked about uh, the proper way to set goals. I've I've seen plenty of people who have a couple good holes, a couple bad holes. I was the kind of person when I was kind of coming up in my golf career where I would look forward to like a bogey or a double bogey in the first couple holes. That way it would kind of break the pressure. And I would be able to fight back and, you know, I could finish on a hot streak and maybe have a, a really good round. The person, though, that I'm thinking of is a Golf Strategy Academy member, Matt Adams. And Matt fits your description to a T. He would have, he's got a pretty good swing. I've seen him make birdies. I've, I've played with him when he's made eagles. So I know all the swings and all the ability and all the talent is there. But Matt was he was hanging right around a 16 handicap. And, uh, when, when he came to me and we started working together, he was having a, a dandy of a time breaking 90. And we were seeing that exact same kind of pattern that you described. You know, it was, you look at his scorecard and it would almost look like there was like triples or, or sets of three. So you'd see like three good holes, maybe even one under par, and then three bad holes where it, 
the only thing I can imagine was that as he's going through and playing, it's like you blink, three holes have gone by, and all of a sudden you're eight or nine over par, and you're like, what the hell happened? Uh, and that's definitely what we were seeing on Matt's scorecards. You know, we'd we'd see a, a string of a couple good holes, and then just two or three holes would just tank the whole round. I mean, when you when he put a whole day together, he would shoot in the 30s for nine holes. But especially when we stretched it out to 18, he was he really, really struggled on putting that whole picture together. So what we started doing is we started working on uh, setting up a, a specific micro goal rather than looking at a macro goal. And what I mean by that is that a micro goal is setting setting a goal for each individual shot. So, you know, you're you're approaching your entire game shot by shot by shot. Rather than a macro goal is sitting on the first tee saying, "I want to shoot 89." So that's the difference there. You know, micro is looking at the, at that small scale, macro is the bigger scope. And I was met with some understandable hesitation because uh, I told Matt that I didn't want to change anything in his swing. And he looked at me, you know, like a, a cocker spaniel who was just told no. And he said, well, then what are we going to fix? I'm like, all right, well, this is this is the plan. We need to set up goals for how many fairways you're going to hit per round, how many greens you're going to hit per round, and how many times you're going to get up and down. And that's all I want you to worry about. I want you to actually scribble out par on each hole. That way you don't even think about it. So like I said, at the time, Matt was having a, a hell of a time breaking 90. So this is this is the the custom method that I put together for him. And feel free to, to use this directly. I wanted him to hit 25% of his fairways. So excluding the par threes, we were left with 14 holes. We rounded up and said that's four fairways. So all I need you to do is hit four fairways per round. It's not really asking too much. Then, from those four fairways, I wanted him to hit 50% of his greens in regulation. So that's only two. You only got to hit two greens in regulation out of those four fairways. From there, out of all of those missed greens, so we're looking at the 16 other greens, I wanted him to get up and down for par 25% of the time. Now, that's really where this challenge starts kicking in. So that's four times out of those 16. So I want him to get up and down for par four times. So there, I don't want to say there's a flaw in this logic, but there's some understandable skepticism here uh, because I'm assuming that when he hits those two greens in regulation, that they're going to be two putts. So with those two putts being assumed and getting up and down 25% of the time, we've got two pars from those greens in regulation that he hit. We've got four other pars from the up and downs. That's six total pars. So that's 12 holes where we're going to have something other than par. Now, if you can keep 60% of those others to be bogeys, then you're going to be in awesome shape to break 90. Because if we look at it, uh, if we've got 60% of those others as bogeys, that's seven bogeys. And then if you can keep those other five scores to be no bigger than a double bogey, you're going to be right there breaking 90. 
Because if we look at five doubles is 10 over, seven bogeys is another seven. So 17 on top of a standard 72, you're right there at 89. So if you can follow that pattern, again, four fairways. From those four fairways, two greens. And getting up and down 25% of the time otherwise, then you're going to be able to have a lot of success in terms of hitting those goals. Now, like I said, Matt was a little skeptical, and it it took him a couple of rounds to really truly adapt to those those actual practices. But it was it was a, a well, I don't want to say a life changer, but it was a definite shift in his mental perspective. And he came to me, we worked together on, on Thursdays over the summer and he came to me one Thursday and he was pretty, pretty proud of himself. I could tell walking in and he throws down a scorecard in front of me and he says, check that out. And I look at it and I open it up and he shot 78. And I said, holy cow, congratulations. Awesome score. And he goes, get this. I had never played that course before. This is a guy who couldn't break 90 two or three weeks earlier who goes sub 80 on a course he'd never played before. And he credited all of it to keeping that very micro goal of just hit your fairway, then hit your green or get up and down. So that's what I would suggest you do uh, as you, as you keep going, Ben, uh, just Keep adjusting those percentages. You know, as as the as the scores dip under ninety, and I'm I'm absolutely positive that they will for you. Go ahead and maybe instead of twenty five percent of the fairways, it's thirty three percent of the fairways, and then maybe instead of fifty percent of the greens, you want to hit sixty percent of the greens. And so feel free to adjust those percentages as you go. But what I feel that you're getting stuck in is you're getting this large focus on the whole round. When all you can do is hit the shot in front of you. There's nothing beyond that. The only thing that affects your score is the shot that you have immediately in front of you. And my feeling is that you're getting lost further down the road trying to achieve a number. And you're you're just mentally caught up in the past. You know, you have one bad score and you're like, oh man... Is this going to be another one of those days when I go out and I have three bad holes in a row and you're stuck thinking about that while you keep playing golf and then you have three or four bad holes in a row. So uh, it's one of those things where you just get, you just get really, really pinpoint focused on just the shot that's in front of you. And I think that'll solve the issue. So uh, again, I'll, I'll get the show notes out there as soon as I can, but uh, I'm trying to rest my voice and uh, get as much rest as possible so hopefully this whole family can get over this nasty cold. But otherwise, uh, I will catch everybody in the short grass. Cheers. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of the 
this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.